Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z's Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This episode is something so new, and if you love it, we're going to make this a thing, guys. So inside of the Sleep Society, this is our membership program to help you keep making sleep a thing. We have over a thousand families and on our Facebook group every week, I'm going live and bringing people on camera with me to answer their questions. So this past week, which as this goes live was really two weeks ago, but you get it. Just a few weeks ago, I did this for the first time and we had five, four or five families. I can't even remember now. We had four or five families come join me on camera and ask their questions. They range from newborn all the way up till preschool. So skip around through this. You can even go to the show notes to kind of see the timestamps on what questions were asked. But in this episode, I am live coaching families. This is a direct audio from our Facebook live. I hope you guys enjoy this. If you are inside the sleep society, check the announcements on when our next live coaching session is going to be. Hey! Hi, Becca. Oh, good. It is in my headphones. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't know. No, it's working. We hear you. <laughs> good. Awesome. Well, I hope um, if everybody else gives us a thumbs up, because we tried to do this the other day, and it was like the connection was not good. So appears to be all good. So anyways, how yes. are you? How's it going? I'm good. Um, so I have a five-month-old, and we did do your program. Um, we started at four months, so she's about a month in. Um, nights are great, but the naps are like a really big struggle still. And we're just not sure, like, when are we supposed to like keep doing the leave and checks or because some days like she'll sleep great and have like a good solid hour nap. And then every other day it's like 30 minutes and she's up and she cries and she, she scratches like the crap out of like her poor little forehead. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to keep doing the 10 minutes or just let Mm -hmm. her cry for a little bit more? Or I don't know, it's just the naps is like a huge struggle for us still. Yeah. Okay. So can you walk me through daytime, like awake windows, kind of what's your, what are you aiming for right now? Yeah, that's, that's another, another issue for us too, because she was a, a little bit premature. So she's, um, four weeks, um, early. She was four weeks early. Um, but she's like, sometimes has an awake window of like an hour and 10. And I see her, like, she's like not making eye contact. She's yawning and then we'll put her down and it's perfect timing. And then other times she's like two hours and she's protesting, protesting in her crib. So it's like, I'm not sure which awake window should I follow for her. Gotcha. That, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's going to be really difficult over the next two, three months to figure out like, are you ready for the two nap? Like, well, I'm not sure. So, okay. So you said she's five months, but she's four weeks early. Perfect. So is she five yeah. months adjusted? Like she's six months birthday, but no. five months due date? No, she's four months adjusted. Okay. She's four months. We actually okay. started the program a little bit earlier than you suggested, but she did good. Like she yeah. did really well. The nights are great. Okay. So that's, I'm, that's so good to know then, because you're definitely not going to be on a five month awake window. Like two hours would be too much. I would only go with anywhere between um, and so wait, she, uh, what, what day, what was her birth or her due date? What was the date? Her due date was September, um, 3rd and she was born August 8th. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm just looking at the calendar, like figure out which weeks. Okay. I want you to go with an hour and a half in the morning and an hour and 45 the rest of the day. I would not even want to go towards, Hey little one. I wouldn't even <laughs> want to go towards a two hour wake window right now for her. Okay. Um, especially knowing like she is going to show you sleepy cues at an hour and 10, like I'm done, but don't give in. If you do, 
that's probably when you're going to have a short nap. Any time okay. during the day, if they're showing sleepy cues, rubbing eyes, rubbing face, pulling ears, whatever, yawning, sleepy cues I look at for newborns, but then really after that, they're not always right. And she may be telling you an hour or later, like, I'm ready for a nap. And you may lay her down, and then you're like, why are you awake only 20 minutes later? You look like you're tired. And that's just going to keep perpetuating a short nap. So I would be really rigid with um, hour and a half in the morning, that first gap, and then the rest of the day I would do an hour and 45. And I would stick really, really solid on that. I, that that's the awake window I would play with right now. Looking at the calendar, she'll be um, five months, you know, uh, awake windows in about two weeks. So right. in two weeks, then I would look at doing two hours, but not yet, not right now. Okay. Yeah. So I would say start there first. Then what I would do, because you've gone through the coaching and the training, like she knows how to do this. That's when I would recommend if we can try to catch her and help her soothe her back to sleep if she does wake up from a short nap um, early. So if you do your hour and a half or the hour and 45, wherever we are in the day, and you put her down for the nap and she wakes up less than an hour later, I would be okay for you to instantaneously go in there and see if you can spend about five to 10 minutes trying to get her to go back to sleep. Don't pick her up. See if you can rub her, pat her, touch her. You're going to like get flashbacks to staying in the room with her and see if you mm -hmm. can help her like, just go back to sleep. Can you go back to sleep? You may feel like this is not working. This is not working. You've been in there for like one minute. She's just like, I'm awake. I'm awake. But if you can try to spend at least five to 10 minutes, see if you can help her fall back to sleep at that point that could help her. And if it does, great. She's young enough that that would help. After six months old, that strategy does not work. But sometimes between four and six months, we can like help them fall back to sleep. And I would want to see if that by any chance could help her. Okay. Bless you, little one. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I love those baby noises. So cute. Oh my Thanks goodness. Oh, hello. Oh my gosh. Look at you. This is so cute. So cute. Oh my gosh. I love it. So yeah, go with those wake windows for her. And, um, I would go, uh, I wouldn't go over that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Good to see you. Thanks, no problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, am I okay? I didn't know. Yes. That <laughs> okay. You said you're trying to get Sierra. Okay. I'm going to put the baby down. Um, so I have, um, a toddler and a baby and I have questions about both of them. Um, so the toddler, I just bought the early morning wakes course because yeah. they, he was waking up. We were only aware that he was waking up because we were up with the baby. Um, and, but we think going through all the strategies, we think he was probably hearing the baby maybe. And so I was the one who posted about like the sound machine and, um, we're going to try to buy a sound machine for outside his room. But my other question was before we did the sound machine, we were talking about reducing his nap, um, length. How would I know if I need to do that? Like, cause we're not up always from like three to 6am, just like watching our monitor. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't want you to. Um, and and he, I actually, he doesn't make noises when he wakes right. up. And I have not, um, uh, it's been a few years, but I, I once had this family I worked with, with their toddler and then they had a new baby and this very similar, the toddler started waking up in the early morning time, but like he would just sit up and he'd look around and mom didn't even know he was doing, he was awake until one day she woke up for a nursing session and was like, why is he awake? And so we just didn't know what's going on. And we tried to tweak all these things. So it's actually, this is a thing, like you add a new sibling to the family and like the other kid's sleep goes off. Um, so where is he, he said he's his toddler, how close is he to two and a half? 
Where is he? How old? So that's he's he was born in October. So is that? I think he's twenty-seven so two, months. Okay, so two years and like three that, months. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yes, yeah. two years, three months. Okay, so about. Um, and I don't wish cutting the nap on you at all because obviously you have a newborn, so don't want to do that. So I don't think you should be like dropping it drastically, but I do think that at that age, a 90 minute nap is totally fine. Um, if you're capping it to an hour and a half, that's where I would want to keep it at. I don't like to go, if they're under two and a half, I don't like to go to just like a, a one hour nap or maybe 45 minutes. If we can keep 90 minutes as best as possible, then after that, I would maybe start to be okay with playing with 15 minutes. Like, okay, let's do an hour and 15. Like one of my really good girlfriends, we have her toddler on our one hour and 15 minute nap. One hour and a half is too long, but one hour and 15 minutes is perfect. So you actually can play a little bit with that, but I would first just go with an hour and a half. And if that helps, like create fuller night of sleep and a fuller, you know, goes to bed easier. You could keep that. Um, but I would not play with it too much more than that right now. And so if he, he we, oh, we were ahead. doing two hour naps, so you would, you would do it at an hour and a half at that age. Yes. If he was having okay. trouble waking up early or fighting bedtime. Yes, I would do that. Okay. If he wasn't having any of those problems, then I would just keep it at two hours and enjoy it. Okay. And then the wake times in the course were a little bit confusing to me. So right now we have him going to bed at like 7.30. Uh -huh. And then he, like this morning, he woke up at 5.30. And we yeah. didn't go in to get him until 6. Mm -hmm. um, so the wake times, if he only has an hour and a half nap, are more like six hours. Mm -hmm. And is that okay as they get closer to two and a half? Yeah. So you're the awake window. I wouldn't be wanting... Um, Especially, I know because he's waking up at 5.30, we're not technically starting our day at 5.30. So I know he's technically awake, right? There's that gray uh, area between like, well, I'm not counting that. Like, I'm not going to count. Like, you're up at 5.30. I'm not getting you. And technically, if he's going to bed at 7.30, I wouldn't want you to go get him until 6.30. Like, a minimum of 11 hours would be the minimum, and the most would be 7.30. So if he's waking up at um, – 5.30, I wouldn't want to go start the day until 6.30. And at his age, this is a great time to get, you've already heard this, so I'm just saying it again, but, you know, the clock yeah. and all of that, uh, making sure there's no instant gratification, delaying any TV, breakfast, milk, all that kind of stuff. But also, if he is quiet, I wouldn't go get him. Like, if he's just kind of, like, rolling around, if he's just, like, looking at his stuffed buddy or just kind of laying there, or especially if he's, like, Open eyes, closed eyes, open eyes, closed. He's probably dozing and he's fine. And I wouldn't go get him. I would definitely wait till 6.30, if not 7, especially if you have a newborn and he's quiet. I guarantee you he's probably dozing. So I would definitely not go rush in to get him. So leaving him in there for an hour is okay? Oh, for sure. If we know, we know he's safe, he's fine, he's awake, kind of. Maybe he's quiet and he's dozing. That last two hours of all of our sleeps, those are the lightest sleep stages. So any little thing could kind of trigger him to like maybe arouse and then go back to sleep and then arouse and go back to sleep. So that could be happening. And with early mornings, we can get in a rut if we're like, well, you know, I see his eyes are open at 530. I guess I'll go get him. And then your day, like you said, is like six hours of awake time and then seven hours of awake time. This is too much. So I would just not go get him. I'd watch no, you don't have to be glued to that monitor, but seeing if he's like falling back to sleep, is he um, closing his eyes for extended periods of time, that he's probably dozing and drifting on and off to sleep. And that counts. So it's not like he's been awake since 530. Okay. And then for the, so sorry, 730 to 630 is okay. And then an hour and a half nap. And that gives yeah. him enough. 
Yes. The only thing I would watch out for is if at 730, if he's crashing to sleep, like you look at the monitor and you're like, oh, he fell asleep the moment I left the room, but I would bring bedtime earlier. Like and 10 say, minutes. Okay. Okay. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. And then for the newborn, I, so he, similar to the person before me, he was born three weeks early. And so I've asked this question about like, but I'm always just confused. Like what week times am I supposed to be doing? Am I, should I follow like an 11 week versus an eight week? Could you yeah. speak to that a little bit? I would definitely, for a three-week adjusted, I definitely would follow um, the adjusted age. So, and a newborn okay. is all the difference. Like eight weeks old, oh, probably doesn't know the difference between day, day or night yet, but 11-week-old would. So I would use adjusted age, and you're going to use adjusted age for a while. You're probably, for a three-week adjusted, you're probably going to stop looking at it close to like, like after we do the two-nap transition, I'm not going to worry about that anymore. Like that, okay. because the, the one-nap transition is a wider range, so... It's not too much to worry about then. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Hey. Good to see you. Hey. Hi. Good to see you. You too. So um, my daughter is three. She'll be four in April. We just, we're on night 12 of the preschool. And on the weekends, we are amazing. 7, 7 p.m. She's asleep by like 7.45 after the routine. Daycare cannot control her nap. She doesn't nap at home. So while they'll, they'll be like, I'm like, can you like keep her to an hour? They're like, the state will not let me um, wake her up. So sometimes it's an hour and 15. And I feel like on the weekdays, I'm just picking a time to start. And then it's like 845. And I mean, she's still doing good. It's just then taking her like 45 minutes to fall asleep. So I don't know when to start mm -hmm. during the week. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So I definitely acknowledge, first of all, that it's frustrating, but it's okay. Um, and I'm glad to know that like, you feel like on the weekends, you've got a good rhythm, right? Like you feel like on the weekends, all right, we're good there. I would, I would probably try a couple of things. So you said she'll be four in April, right? Okay. Yep. So I would, I'm okay if she does obviously like 10 and a half, you know, 10, 10 and a half hours of sleep, if she's getting an hour plus nap during the day. So I would be okay with maybe starting her routine at um, 7.45. I'm trying to think through routines here. 7.45, get her in bed by 8.15 and giving her the chance to fall asleep between 8.15 and 8.30. What time does she have to get up? I should have started with that. Um, we usually wake her up at 7. Okay. Today I had to wake her up at 8.15, but okay. usually she's up before. So I would probably aim for, I'm trying to avoid a typical second wind situation, which can happen right at about 8.30. And so I would suggest if we can get her in bed by 8.15, um, that way she can have about 15, 20 minutes to see if she's ready to fall asleep. Another thing we could look to do is on the weekdays, especially if she was at daycare, maybe we have, and I don't know your family life, you can let, walk me through if there's anything else, but um, if we can have even a little bit of extra bedtime routine. This is what's so fun about preschoolers. We can kind of do like different things. Does, do you guys have any other children? Is there like other family dynamics that's like, okay. So we are solely focused on working this out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I never know. It's like, no, I because have before this, before this, I would lay with her and I was literally in there till 10 o'clock every night. Like the fact that we can just actually now leave earlier and she's allowing it. I'm like, geez, <laughs> exactly. Right. Like I'll take, I'll take 30 minutes to fall asleep. Um, yeah. yeah, I would try getting her down by eight 15 and seeing if she, if we can get her to fall asleep within, um, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, I want to, I don't want to go any later than eight 30 again, just in case she's gets like a 
second wind and is like, oh, I'm not tired anymore. I can, I have all this energy. Um, and then I also don't want it to be too hugely drastic from the weekends, right? So I'm okay. I, I would try that. And what I would do, the hard part with preschool is like a lot of trial and error sometimes with these kids. So I would do 815 and I would stick with that for five nights. Um, and if after five nights you're feeling like, you know what, it's still taking like 45 minutes for her to fall asleep. Then we could try 8.30 and just 15 minutes later. Um, playing with like little 15 minute increments is, and someone even in the sleep society today said they played with 10 minute increments and that was the, that, that was the thing for this age. So I would play with like 15 minute increments but I would start at 8.15 and then try to see if we could go later. But it would be totally normal if she did 8.15, took maybe 15, 20 minutes to fall asleep and you, you know, she got up at maybe 7, 7.15 because she had an nap during the day. So I'm okay with that. So if it's a fifteen, we start bedtime routine at seven forty-five. Yeah, you could start right? at seven forty-five. You can you and you could like I was saying, maybe giving her more time. You could start at seven thirty if you wanted to like read extra books or you know uh, or something like that. But not totally necessary. I was also thinking through how old my youngest is and when we started something we call uh, we give her star time, and this is something you could start at about four years old. So this is great when you're like. I'm done, <laughs> like, but it's kind of late and you're not ready to go to sleep. So you can do this maybe about her birthday. You could introduce giving her like um, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of like flashlight time, or we call it star time because she has like a target lamp that has stars that project on the ceiling. And so for 10, 15 minutes, we say goodnight, like a false goodnight, like, okay, goodnight. I'll be back in a few minutes Have after your star time. And she can read books. She can play a little bit in her room where she usually just brings things in her bed and plays for a little bit. We started this about four years old. And then about 10, 15 minutes later, I'd come in and say, okay, it's time to go night, night and close her flashlight off, turn the lights off, say goodnight and leave. So that's something I think you could introduce um into the spring especially once she kind of continues to grasp these things and if if she is okay. still taking 45 minutes to fall asleep then we could give her 10 or 15 minutes of that to have some reading time or i say reading time they can't read but you know looking at books doing little things like that you could introduce something like that in the coming months but right now i would just play with that 15 minute window that's what i would do okay and then we just implemented the reward the, yeah uh Thing. Like, do you just do that for like when? <laughs> <laughs> I look at you and said, "Do you just do that forever?" <laughs> Not a full. Like, she's all about it. So, like, she like wants it, picks it out the night before, first thing in the morning. I'm gonna get that toy. I'm gonna get that. It's like, do we just do this forever? Yeah, good point. So you're gonna do it, kind of like potty training, like. Just kind of keep doing it. Um, I actually, someone recently asked me this. I was like, you know what? I should talk more about this because like, how do we wean off the rewards? So uh, I, I would keep it for a few weeks going. I would say like maybe two, maybe two and a half weeks. But uh, obviously once she gets like, if you're finding like this is every single day, like she's getting it every single day, she's getting her prize. Okay, let's start to like minimize the prize slash like now you get it every other day. So I always equate it to potty training like, once you've got this, you've got this, right? Um, but it is also something you may have to kind of bring it back. Unlike potty training, we don't bring M&Ms and stuff like that back later. But for this, um, you may have to bring back uh, later, like, okay, when you stay in bed until the clock turns pink, remember, you get to have this. We had to do that with my daughter over the Christmas holidays because she just, it's like she forgot. And that's normal that you got maybe have to like go back to that later. But if we can keep it like, really exciting, really awesome for a good, I would say like two, two and a half weeks. That would be 
great for her to understand it. And then we can kind of maybe either lessen the prize or skip to every other day or something where she's not like, she knows what she's doing and she's got this and you, you know her best. So when she starts to like, where's my prize, right? You're like, okay, all right. I think you've got this now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Thank yeah, you. definitely. It was so good to chat with you. Okay. Sierra, let's bring you on. Hello. Hey, sorry. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, good. Um, yes. So we spoke during the retreat. Yes, I remember. <laughs> My the blackout curtains, anti-blackout yes. curtains. Husband <laughs> finally gave in and let me re-blackout the room. <laughs> um, and it did not help. <laughs> and okay. This week I've been even more consistent. Like, make sure wake up time is is seven thirty. Like, not even later. Getting all the energy out. Going straight okay. to Matt from lunch. So, okay. I, I lost you for the first doing. like three seconds. I couldn't hear you for like the first few seconds. Can you repeat? Okay. Tell, remind me how old? He's 20 months, and we started, we did the transition to one nap three months ago, and we've never gotten on track. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's the longest nap he's ever given you? The first day of transition, it was two and a half hours. And then after that, it, we never get to two hours. Okay. And what time is he waking up and what time is nap time? Um, 7.30 and nap is 12.30. Okay. I think we should get more wake time going. Um, have you, have you, you probably, you've probably gone through all these things. You'll be like, I already tried that. Um, did you already try moving nap time later? And then how long did you try that strategy? Um, we did, we just did to like 1245 and it didn't seem to make a difference, but I mean, it's been so long now that I feel like maybe I could try it again because it's been three months. <laughs> yeah. So, maybe, so I like, would, I'm sure he's changed a little bit during this. Yeah. Time. I would try one o'clock. I would go to one o'clock because if he's sleeping until 730 and he's 20 months old, like he's definitely toddler boy. I think he's going to need more wake time. Um, and if you've tried 1245, I wouldn't just try 1245 a one-off, but if you were starting like, uh, to, to building his schedule out, I would definitely say try one o'clock. Um, okay. but I want you to do 1 PM and stick to it for an entire week. Um, right. be super, super diligent about that. And that that's where I would want to go from there. Now then what time does it go to bed? 7:30. Okay. The next radical thing we could do would be to get him up at 7 a.m. So, like, get him up a little bit early and see if that, we, if that helps kind of, like, right. shave a little bit from the nighttime to see how that affects the daytime. But don't do that yet. I don't ever wish that on people. Um, that'll be, like, plan B we'll go to. Mm -hmm. So this morning he very randomly woke up an hour early, and he hardly ever wakes up early. And so – I thought that would be kind of like a little test to see if he needed more wake time and that didn't help, but I know that he might need consistency of the longer wake window. So, yeah, yeah, I know. It's always hard. It's like, I don't like to do things just once and be like, well, I guess it didn't work. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Y'all know me. I'm like, no, we got to try for a whole week and see if it works. So I would, um, if he does wake up an hour early, um, and I know that was random, so I don't know if that happened again, but I do think more wake time will help. 
And I do think that plan B could be to potentially get him up a little bit sooner to see if that would help. But mm -hmm. I would try a later bedtime. I would do 1 p.m. first. So it sounds like to me he just needs okay. more wake time. Yeah, and one. he's been – he seems to be fine with six hours between nap and bed because his naps have always been so short. I feel like I kind of have to push that later wait window because otherwise we're going to get in a cycle of waking up. Okay, oh well, that goodness. helps. We'll try later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's good to see you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Hey. hey. Good to see you. So, good to see you. Sorry, we have Mickey Mouse in the background. So we are week or day nine of the two to one nap transition. And consistently since the beginning, we've been struggling with middle of the night wakings. Um, like around midnight or 1 a.m., she wakes up um, and is up for two to three hours, like just upset. Um, most of the time when we go in, it makes it worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've been trying to wait the 20 minutes, you know, um, like giving her 20 minutes. Um, sometimes she goes back to sleep and then she wakes up a half hour later and um, we have to go in and offer, you know, as much comfort as we can. But it seems to make it worse um, mm -hmm. to the point where, like, when it's my husband's turn or, you know, when it's my turn and it's, we've been in there three times, it's just hard to hear her scream. So we pick her up and, you know, try to calm her down, try to reset um, with a diaper change that's really boring and the lights on <laughs> to kind of, like, almost, like, reset. Um, like, okay, we're going to go night-night again. Um, mm -hmm. But... I mean, we're just not seeing any any improvement with the middle of the night wakings. You want to be up raging, don't you? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so walk me through wake-up time. Like, what time do you get her up for the day? How long is nap and bedtime? Yeah, so she has not been – since we've been doing the um, one nap in the day, she hasn't really been sleeping longer than 90 minutes, 90 mm -hmm. to 95 minutes. She's up wanting to – move on with the day mm -hmm. um and she gets up she gets up about 7 30 sorry hold on daddy's coming up to say hi um she gets up about 7 30 we put her to bed around 7 30 unless she needs an earlier bedtime then we go to seven um but when she's up that was that's one of my questions when she's up for three hours or two hours in the middle of the night do we still get her up at her normal 7.30 time? Do we let her sleep a little longer since she lost those two hours in the middle of the night? Like, what's the best thing to do in the mornings after we've had kind of a train wreck of a yeah. night? Yeah. Um, because, I mean, if you let her sleep for an extra two to three hours, your whole day is going to be all screwed right. up, right? So exactly. I wouldn't yeah. want that. Um, yeah. But let me ask, how old is she again? She just turned 13 months. Okay, and why did you guys make the switch from two to one naps? Like, what were the signs? Um, she was rejecting the second nap, um, taking 30 to, 30 to 40 minutes to fall asleep. Um, she wasn't falling asleep as easily. Like, she had been a champ since we sleep trained her at the beginning, falling asleep at night, and she was taking a long time to fall asleep. Yeah. And she was waking up um, in the mornings, like, earlier and earlier. Her wake-up time in the morning was getting... Like she was waking up earlier mm -hmm. in the mornings. Okay. And uh, I'm just trying to figure out like, was that, I'm just trying to figure out wh where we should go from here. So um, when you were, when you are, where, bleh, when you were on a two nap transition, I mean, when you were on a two nap schedule, 
what were her wake times? Was it two and a half, three, three and a half? Yes. Yep. Yep. So we did the, she'd get up at seven thirty. She'd nap around 10. Um, then she'd sleep till, you know, maybe probably 1145 or noon. So she'd sleep for about an hour, 45 minutes to two hours. Um, and then we'd have an afternoon nap, um, depending on what time she woke up around three or three. Yeah. Three or three 15. I'm trying mm -hmm. to do the math in my head, but around that, around that we were doing the two and a half, three, three fifteen or three thirty. Okay. Like times. So I'm thinking might've made the transition too soon and might've needed to just up awake times. Like I, it okay. would have been totally normal. It would have been totally fine to do in the morning, two hours and 45 minutes, middle of the day, three hours and 15 minutes to three and a half hours and the end of the day, four hours. I would be okay, okay. if you went, like if, if what you're saying is happening, she's awake screaming for two to three hours in the nighttime, like I'd be okay for you to go back to two naps. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, I think maybe she just needs more awake time. And okay. I would try that. I, I would definitely not like, because there's a lot of checks we could do, but she's just overtired right now. And, right. Uh, and you guys are overtired. Uh, <laughs> you're tired. <laughs> and I, she's just 13 months. So I would go back to a two nap schedule. Most of the time, like this is super rare. I've ever told anybody. I could count on one hand how many times I've told people. I know. Backwards. Cause like we've, we've been even thinking that, oh my gosh, let's just, <laughs> let's just quit this. Let's just quit. I this know. <laughs> I know. But no, I think that, I think, you know, Dr. Campbell has never really said this very much, but I do think you could go back to two naps, but okay. you've got to do more wake time in the morning. <clears throat> if was, was she fighting her morning nap? Um, no, her morning nap. She was always, she was always pretty ready for, uh, okay. So she, so nap, I would, she should do, yeah, I would just do two hours and 45 minutes. I would do two hours and 45 minutes. Middle of the day, I would do three and a half hours. And the end of the day, I would do maybe three hours and 45 minutes to at most four hours and okay. um, she's either going to have a little bit less nighttime sleep, like maybe she'll get 11 to 11 and a half hours of sleep, uh, or maybe she'll get um, an hour and 15 minutes per nap because we're going to have more wake time. So of course it's got to go somewhere, but I would rather that yeah. schedule than what's going on now. Yeah, exactly. Cause she's losing so much sleep at night yeah. um, that she's just, she's just tired throughout the whole day. Like her, she's just not herself. Cause she's just, yeah. No, I mean, none of us are really ourselves. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. I would not be either. I um, should I, what should, um, like how long should her second nap be? Should I worry about capping that, you know, uh, to... I would probably get her up. Um, uh, I would get her up so that she has a minimum of three hours and 45 minutes between nap and okay. bedtime. That's what okay. I would do. Yeah. Okay. Keep that me posted good. and do this for like an entire week and then let me know okay. what's going on. Okay. Sounds good. Well, me and my husband, we both thank you so much. Yay! <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, keep me posted. Please, please, please. I will. I will. Three thank hours you so primo much. sessions. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed some coaching time today. This is going to be a regular thing. If you're liking this, let me know. Screenshot this. Send me a DM at littlezsleep on Instagram. However you want to get in contact with us, tell me what you think. Now, here's the deal. You can be a part of this too. You don't just have to wait for these episodes to go live. You can join me on camera for these live coaching sessions. Did you know that by joining the Sleep Society, which is $12 a month, you not only get access to this community, but you also get our entire video library and sleep roadmaps that tell you what changes in your child's sleep as they grow every single month. It is a phenomenal resource for you, and we want to make sure you not only have made sleep a thing through a sleep training program, but you can keep 
keep it a thing inside of the Sleep Society. Click the links below to head on over to littlezsleep.com slash sleep dash society and come join us. Sweet dreams. See you next time.